guys welcome to adulting with naomi allaby adulting is a podcast where every week we bring you a wide range of topics surrounding being an adult we all know this thing is not easy as i always like to say we're all winging it but i think it'll get a little bit easier if we would learn to share information that can help empower and just strengthen the next person Today, we're in the studio, and my friend Shari is joining us via Skype all the way from LA, and we'll be talking about, um, you know, entrepreneurship versus keeping a full-time job. You know, we all know that we're riding this wave where entrepreneurship is hip right now. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but when did it really become cool to be an entrepreneur? I get it, you know, I get the reasons why people are attracted to it. It feeds into our need to be recognized, to be rich, and feel as though we're living our lives on our own terms. The reality is entrepreneurship is not cool at all. You worry every day about money. You know, your business lives with you, meaning you don't, when you don't work, your business is dying. That remains the case until you can afford to hire a qualified manager. Now, here's some statistics for us all to consider. 75 new businesses are launched every single hour. 50% of those businesses are, that are launched fail within the first 18 months. One in three entrepreneurs experience depression. On the flip side, it is also true that 80% of employees worldwide feel disconnected from the work that they do. So why is that the case, right? Um, we're here. I'm here with... As I mentioned, Char, I'm also here with Reese. Reese, what's your last name? Riley. Reese Riley. Reese is an amazing, amazing brand manager. She works with all the top entrepreneurs to help kind of strengthen their companies, infrastructure. Um, so I'm gonna allow Reese to introduce herself. Hi. Hey, Hi, Shari. <laughs> um, so my introduction, um, I don't really do an introduction because I, I, I consider this a, a day-to-day thing, right? right. Um, so I don't have a formal introduction, <laughs> but um, I started out in um, hospitality, about 10 years in hospitality, and I, I am still connected to the hospitality world. I have a company called RHMG, stands for Riley Hospitality Management Group. Yeah. And I also have the R by Riley brand, which is the brand management. Um, and I started, I'll, I'll, I'll start from hospitality. Um, I fell in love with food and beverage. I'm a wine connoisseur. I'm a level one psalm. Um, and I fell in love with the day-to-day of making people like feel happy, enjoy just coming into the restaurant, having wine, pairing their wine with their food. And um I took it up a notch. I started off with small businesses, and then I landed a really great position at the Marriott International. There I worked for seven years, and then I moved to Atlanta, and then I went, um, I started, sort out more um, of the food and beverage sector, and started working with like some large um, hospitality groups in Atlanta, and then I saw a need for people. Um, they, I met a right, a right away of people that wanted to, um, so, so to say, take a next step in their level of career. 
Um, as far as management, just management, um, uh, a lot of people, thank you. <laughs> um, um, yeah, started off with, with just management, trying to allow a lot of people to, um, take, <laughs> take a next step in their career. And one thing that I noticed, they all came to me and was like, Reese, how can I do it? And I was just like, why are these people asking me this, right? Like, why are you asking me what to do? And they really valued my opinion. Yeah. And when I saw that people really valued my opinion, I was like, oh, I have something that they see and I have to really figure out if I see it for myself. And then I went on a, a real search of, a, a deep soul search of trying to figure out myself and then I figured out, oh, this is the lane that I have, you know? Um, and I, it's all history after and that. And here you are, you know, <laughs> currently being an extremely go-getter. You know, you're a very important part of a lot of people's businesses, and I commend you on what you thank do. You, you, you know, um, as I mentioned, our other guest, Shari, is joining us via Skype, um, as you guys can see. Shari is a senior sales an events manager at Two Bit Circus in downtown Los Angeles. She has 12 plus years experience in business development in the area of corporate and social events. Um, she's skilled in creating and managing all phases of event planning across a broad range of budgets, themes, and audiences for established companies as well as startups. Successfully planned and managed in a leadership role. A-list events with such clients as NBC, ABC, Netflix, Warner Music Group, Ernst & Young, Oracle, Activision, Google, SpaceX, and a host of Hollywood celebrities. The most important reason above all these amazing accomplishments that Shari has is Shari's the one person I know that always gets most jobs that she goes after. And I think that's such an important skill to have. Absolutely. And I think it'll be great for her to share some of that, you know, some of her input as part of this conversation. Now, to recap, we're here discussing the current trend of entrepreneurship. We all know Everybody in their bio is CEO of what, the, the <laughs> boss of this and blah, 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 right? I think it's amazing. I get why people are attracted to it, right? But on the same end, it's kind of important to understand that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Absolutely. And it's okay to have a job. Exactly. If your personality doesn't work for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. So I just want you guys both, Shari, I'm going to have you go next. Um, Give me your feedback on what you think about the whole entrepreneurship versus keeping a full-time job and what your opinion is yeah my views on that is you really have to know who you are and what your plan of action is like you said some people they thrive very well at a full-time job they work their way from manager to director all the way to ceo and they can make a comfortable living for their family Plus, and with that money that they are making from that full-time job, they can invest it, they can flip it, and, you know, they can really, really set themselves up for success in their life. And then you have some people that are self-starters. They are go-getters. They have a brilliant idea. They have a plan. They can execute it. And the 
entrepreneur route is best for them. So you really have to know who you are and what's going to work best for you. Um, me, for example, I have always worked in corporate America. I have always thrived um, in corporate America jobs. Um, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. My goal is to ultimately become a vice president of sales. Do I want to be an entrepreneur? Yes, but the plan that I have laid out for myself, that requires me to have at least 20 years of sales experience. Ultimately, I would like to start a consulting business where I go into different companies such as Dave and Buster's and Lucky Strike, Top Boss, and different event destination venues and consult for them, help them to build and design their sales team to increase their revenue. So that's something that I want to do, my you know, entrepreneurship uh, future plans. But that's going to require me to work in corporate America for 20 years so I can get you know, numbers under my belt, make a name for myself. So that's my plan. My plan doesn't start with being an entrepreneur right out the gate. It's a little later down the road. So again, you just have to know what your plan is and then execute it. Okay. Um, and I think that's great. You know, um, how did you come upon this knowledge to value that that was an important role to kind of follow? Right, because that's not knowledge that everyone has. Um, hold on one second. Let me slow it down. Can you hear me? Okay, so that's not knowledge that everyone has. Yeah, I get the fact that you should know yourself, but to understand corporate America enough and, and understand the importance of following a path similar to what you described. Like, how did you come to that knowledge to be like, well, entrepreneurship is not for me but this path can lead to like a successful yeah so it was a combination of just experience and learning the hard way so in the sales industry you, it's all about numbers and making connections growing your sales and what i learned was you know in order to become a manager i have to manage a team i have to produce you know certain numbers. I have to get my name out there. People need to know what I'm doing in the industry. And I kind of learned just from job experience that, you know, in order to progress and to move up, you have to make connections, but you also have to have a proven track record. Over my 12-year career, I have been able to work with some amazing companies and make a name for myself. And ultimately, that kind of sparked the idea, hey, I can teach others how to do this, how to build and grow their sales. Um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, so it just kind of made sense that, okay, work this corporate America you know, job, climb the ladder, um, get these numbers under your belts and ultimately start your own consultant company. So I, I believe the question you were asking was how, how did I acquire that knowledge? Um, honestly, it's just experience. It's experience being successful at certain jobs and you just kind of figure it out. Perfect. Okay. And now we're going to dive into the questions that I had for you guys individually. I'm going to throw it back to you, Reese. Um, What do you love about being an entrepreneur? Um, that's a really good question, because some days you really don't love it. <laughs> um, I think the number one thing for me is flexibility, um, being able to do what I want the way I want. Mm -hmm. um, but that with flexibility comes discipline. And a lot of people don't understand that about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You have to be disciplined. Right. 
Um, and that's what sets you apart from the rest. You know, uh, everybody thinks that you wake up in the morning, you could do whatever you want to do. Honestly, I go to bed later mm-hmm. and mo- and I wake up earlier um, because I have to. <laughs> you know, right. my son is depending on me. My family is depending on me. Um, so I can't really take a trip when I want to. The, the reality is I have to look at my numbers. I have to look at and pay attention um, to where I am in life. And I have to like literally every single minute of every day um, plan, 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 plan. And um, so the number one thing that I love about it is is the flexibility. And I love that it makes me disciplined. Right. It makes you disciplined. But you similar to the question I asked Shari, that's not something that that comes natural. No. To you. Right. (laughs) So how did you cultivate the industry? Like, first, you know, you have the knowledge like, yo, like nobody's going to wake me up. Like nothing is coming my way unless I go fish. But how do you cultivate that? That discipline? Um, I I agree with Shari. It's a lot of experience. Um, And everyone is different. Um, I will say I came from a family of hardworking women. And my mother came to this country from the Trinidad, um, Trinidad and Tobago and with nothing, with five kids, and she had to be disciplined. Yeah. So I saw that discipline in my household. Um, my sister also was in, is in the hospitality industry. She, works, uh, she worked for Marriott for 20-something years. She's now the, the director of Disneyland. Wow. Um, and I watched my older sister, which we have a great age difference, um, she's 20 years older, um, 20 years older than me. Um, I watched her be very disciplined. My second older sister, you know, I watched her get her PhD. Like these women are very, very strong women that all lived in my household. And I see, I saw that discipline on a day to day. I was the wild card. I'm the youngest of five. I didn't want to be disciplined. I was like, this, they're too stuck up. They're it's real. They're right. too stuck up. They don't really have any fun. I don't see them have any fun. Um, and then I got to a point. I'll be honest with you. I had my son when I was 21 years old, and at that moment, things shifted for me. So life experience, you know, that experience that I had with bearing a child, it kind of shifted, and I was like, what am I gonna do? I have to take the things that these ladies have shown me for 21 years and I have to apply it. Um, So that's how I cultivated um, my discipline and when it really, it got to a point where I had to be disciplined. So I'm I'm the kind of person like, you kind of got to force me to do things, you know? Yeah. And then once I do it, I excel at it, you know? So... Um, I'm that mindset at 32 years old now. I kind of change. <laughs> I, I've had to. It's been a long road of changing it because the reality is, I'm not. No one's gonna force me to wake up in the morning. You know, no one is gonna force me and sit me down and say, Reese. Other than my friends who love me, say, Reese, you're doing this wrong. You need to. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to rethink things. Um. I had to 
really get to a point where I knew what I wanted and I I started writing things down, writing everything everything down. And I would write, um, for me, I, on a day-to-day, -day, I would write what I wanted and how could I, how I could get there, right? And after that situation, after looking at like two years of data, I'm like, I'm not amounting to anything, right? I'm not getting the results that I need. So I have to switch things up. And I started to little but surely switch things up and I was able to get little results. And I'm like, it, it became an aha moment. Like, okay, I'm getting little results. Now I'm, I can go after the big results. That's great. I mean, you sound like, you know, you were fortunate to have these, you women. Know, these women in your <laughs> yeah, life that were, absolutely. you know, even even though in the early phase of your life, it seemed like, I don't know what it is about humanity. We always want to rebel against things, even when they're good Everything. for us, you know, Everything. because the fact that you grew up with sisters who are hardworking, that would that should have been something to want to model after immediately. Right, but right. it took you having a son to be like, yo, like. I already have examples, so let exactly. me try to follow their footsteps. Exactly. So, um, Shari, I have a question for you. I know that um, I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, now, I know you've worked in corporate America for a long time, right? What would what would you say is the most is more important within a job place? Expanding your network or expanding your skills? Because I know. You know, I've gone through a phase of trying to change careers or whatever, and just submitting your resume online is not enough at all, right? So what would be your take on that? I would say expanding your skills and, and expanding your network is equally important. Expanding your skills and not expanding your network is pretty much like being the smartest person in the room and no one knows about it. You need to continue to expand your network as you're expanding your skills because that is going to help you grow um, in your career path. People who know you, the movers and shakers, people you meet just, you know, out for coffee, networking at different business mixers and events, they're going to help you get to your next level. As you're expanding your skills on your current job, expanding your skills also coincides with expanding your network. If you are uh, a learned person, you are meeting these people, you're asking questions, they are helping you to polish your skills. Um, you are advancing in your career and that's going to help you, um, you know, advance your skills. So I, I say you need to do both. Okay. Okay. And do you want to ask something? Just to piggyback off of that, I agree. Um, it, you can't do one without the other, you know? Um, and But I emphasize expanding your skill set mm -hmm. because once you expand your knowledge and your skill set, you expand, you get more confident. And then you want to shout to the world, look what I can do. You know, I'm smart. I'm educated. Um, this is what I can do. This is what I can uh, produce. I bring results to the table. So you can't really get to the point of being um, comfortable with telling the world and asking and networking with the world without being confident in your skill set and what you do. 100%. I love that. And that's well said, but sometimes I feel like I see people getting 
on that. Yeah, I'm that like, they on. don't even speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like, I, I understand. I understand. And those type of people have like a real knack and the gift of gab, yeah. right? They could talk a good one. But eventually, sometime down the road, people realize that they're not authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then, uh, Reese, what is one thing that would you say they don't tell you about entrepreneurship? They don't tell you how hard it is. Yeah. Um, Media shows you the bells and the whistles. They tell you that you can have this large house. You can have this boat, <laughs> you know. Um, you can take these trips. It doesn't show you the nitty gritty, right? It doesn't show you the day in, the hard work, the depression, um, being mad at yourself, feeling like a failure, you know, having to get up in the morning and after you just failed at something, have to, having to do it again and again and again until you get better at it. It doesn't show you that. So that's the number one. I think, I, I think that's why entrepreneurship is trending mm-hmm. now because yeah. it's like, it, it's, you see people on Instagram with their boats and their right. lifestyle and their bags, and it's like I, I want that, yeah. And her. they're relevant. They got mad followers. And like that's the dream. Who don't want that? You know and exactly. But the reality is, that person may have spent twenty years before they got that. Yeah, so, some people are having sex for those things too. Oh, oh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Definitely. And degrading themselves mm-hmm. to get what they want. You all know? the girls so, going to Dubai. Yeah. Right, you know? right. There's a difference but, between a, being a regular entrepreneur and an independent entrepreneur because a lot of people do have funded things to them and just right. are handed a silver spoon as soon as they're born. So. Right, right. And again, you know, the main thing that main reason we wanted to have this conversation is just to provide information to people and to remind you that although entrepreneurship is trending, I'm all I think entrepreneurship should be the dream for everybody. Mm -hmm. Just like Shari said earlier, entrepreneurship is absolutely a dream of hers. But for her, she designed a path that is more practical according to her lifestyle and her standards which in her case, she feels like she has to work in corporate America for 20 years. Very few people even think like that to be like, I have enough patience to want to invest time in building relationships, building my resume, and to understand because at the end of the day, we talk crap about corporate America, but they know. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, but (laughs) I need that corporate check. I need sponsors, you know, I need, I need sponsors to be able to help. Um, But uh, so Shari, um, I wanted to say, what would be your advice for someone who, I, I'm, and if you don't feel comfortable, that's okay, because I know you're not like a career coach or anything like that, but for someone who has been an entrepreneur, but is being honest with themselves, like, yo, I can't pay my bills, like, you know, I can't pay my bills. So how would you, what would be your advice for helping them? I'm losing you. You said someone who's been an entrepreneur for a while and are looking to go back to corporate America? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, So my advice to someone who has been working for themselves and is considering going back to corporate America, I would say, you know, make sure your resume shows 
all of the facts, all of the data gives that hiring manager an idea of what you have been doing doing over the past couple of years. Um, I come across a lot of resumes uh, from you know similar backgrounds, someone who has been working for themselves. And as long as you're able to translate what you have done as an entrepreneur, and if it applies to the position that you're hiring for, I don't think it's a problem at all. Um, with the salary and, and the money, you sometimes you're going to take a pay cut going from working for yourself and then going into corporate America. So I would say first, make sure it's worth it. If it's not worth it, you know, dollar wise, um, then you definitely don't want to do it. But if it's going to be, you know, your transition into a comparable, you know, salary and what you were used to making, I definitely say go for it. Um, but make sure what you have done as an entrepreneur translates to the job that you are um, applying for. And then you just got to know how to adapt into back into corporate America. If you're an entrepreneur, you're used to waking up when you want to wake up. You're used to, you know, setting your own rules and making your own schedule and you are your own boss. So you do have to get custom to, you know, answering to someone if you are not applying for uh, a position where you are a, you know, president, vice president, and so on. Um, you got to get used to a schedule again. You, you have to get used to um, that income, that biweekly income or how, however they do it there. So you have to mentally prepare yourself for that transition as well. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Um, now, for you, Reese, I'm going to throw it back to you. You work with a wide variety of entrepreneurs. For the ones that you consider high performers um, and who you believe are fulfilled in their business, what are some of the traits that you, that you would say they possess? Two things, discipline and follow through. And follow through takes a lot of planning, you know? Um, you have to be, uh, the, I can't stress enough being disciplined because um, you're. if you're not disciplined, if you're all over the place and you don't have a business plan or you don't have um, anything written down of how are you gonna get from one level to the next level, you're not gonna see anything come into fruition. That's just point blank period. Right. Um, and the follow through. A lot of people will start and don't finish. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will start and get halfway there. Something changed their mind. A lot of people, a lot of um, entrepreneurs, the new entrepreneurs that's doing the trendy stuff have ADD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, really quick, Shari, um, go on Instagram and request to join my live because she can't hear you whenever oh, okay. you're talking. Okay. So we're trying to, I tried different things while right. we're talking. You guys see me multitasking. <laughs> I tried different things to try to solve this problem. But um, Shari, can you hear me? Go on Instagram uh, and go on my page and then um, try to join my live mm -hmm. so you can hear Reese when she's talking because I know you can hear me feels like a one-sided conversation and thank right. you to everyone that's watching via live right now we right. appreciate thank you guys you, thank again you. we're talking about adulting that's the name of the series for today we're talking about entrepreneurship versus keeping a full-time job we know entrepreneurship is attractive and it should be the dream for everyone but what is a practical plan you know that can ensure that you are being successful and that you're not just wasting your life you feel me right. so mm -hmm. um sorry Okay, and then yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you see it? And then it'll say send request. Yeah. 
was what are the what are some of the traits that I feel um, the high performers that I work with have um, and are are using to be successful in their business and one of the things that I was saying is discipline and the second thing is follow through because I and then I mentioned that a lot of the trendy um, entrepreneurs nowadays uh, have ADD um, they start something, they don't finish it. Um, yeah. And they start something or they see something else that is shinier and bigger mm -hmm. and prettier mm -hmm. and they go after that. Um, so the follow through is very, very important and the discipline. Those are the two things. If you take that discipline um, and you can make your schedule however you want, you just got to be diligent in the schedule, you know, mm -hmm. and you got to trust the process. Because everyone wants to come out with a million dollars at mm -hmm. the end of the year, you right. know. Word. That's, that's <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just like, where are you at now, right. and where would you like to be realistically? Like, you got to be realistic, right? Um, your your business may not gross um a million dollars after a year, but it could be a slow process. Um, and you got to just trust that process and you got to be diligent and disciplined within that process and follow through with everything. If, if you follow through with a, a, a plan and it doesn't, it doesn't come into fruition, it's not like you expected, you can revise the plan yeah. and follow through with the plan. You don't, you can't tell if the plan works or not unless you follow through with it. A lot of people jump shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the main thing. They jump shit way too quickly. Um, so that's the, that. Those are the main things for me: the follow through and the discipline. Okay. And then um, I'm going to switch gears to something that I hope I can find a way to connect both. Because again, for those of you that are listening or watching, Shari is our resident professional. She works in corporate America. She's been successfully um, kind of navigating her way through corporate America for the last 12 years, right? You've been an event uh, manager. And so... Um, She's here to offer us that perspective. And then Reese works with a wide variety of entrepreneurs, just kind of helping them with their infrastructure support and things like that. But what I want to talk about now is just like the social socialization, because I feel like we're all social creatures and the people who have, you know, Shari, you touched earlier that your ability to network is extremely important, but it feels like the people who have great networks seem to be winning more. Now, within the workspace, how quickly or if at all do you start hanging out with coworkers outside of the workspace? And then I'll tie it in with you too. But yeah, Shari, if you can just offer feedback about that. Yeah, so I definitely feel it's really 
at the time she came up to me and she said do you not like me and I said I, I love you I said you're such a cool manager like why would you ask me that and she said because I see that you know you come to the counter sometimes you work sometimes you don't you on your phone you hang out with your friends and she said I know you're in college and you're gonna go on to do some great things but while you're here I need you to work hard and care about this counter because you care about me and she didn't know she was planting the seed that would helped me to grow tremendously in my career. And from her, I learned your team has to buy into you. Yeah. A lot of people that mm -hmm. you are going to have work for you, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in corporate America, some people are just going to be there in passing. This is just a stepping stone for them. So they may not buy into the company or your company if you are that entrepreneur as hard as you do. So they need to buy into you. And I worked so hard after we had that conversation because I bought into her. She cared so much about that counter that every time that I was there, I was on time. I sold for her and made sure she hit her goals because I loved and cared about her. So with that question, I say, you definitely have to do something for your team. Do you need to hang out with them every weekend? No, but you need to make a personal connection with the people that you work with because they will work that much harder when they feel a personal connection. I say the best managers are those who make sure they are personally connected with you in some mm -hmm. some way, whether they know when your birthday is or your mom's birthday, or you know if it's your assistant and you give them a card on assistance day, you need to make sure your team buys into you. So that's going out or taking them to lunches. They can't be that cut dry. I clock in, you clock in, we say hey at the you know water cooler and that's it. That doesn't make for a good team at all. So I definitely feel that you do need to do something social with your colleagues, with your staff outside of work. Okay. That's very well said. Yeah, that's great advice. Shari, do me a favor. I know it was probably hey S dot Wang. Um, I know it was probably echoing, right? That's why you turned off the Skype part. Do you want to try to? Is it bad? No. Okay. Just because um in the studio here, I was losing your audio, but but I heard all of that and thank you. That is great advice. That's one of the best I've heard. And Tati, over damn, I zoomed in on you. I zoomed in on you. Of course. Um, I actually work at a job now, and usually. I don't get to bond with my coworkers at all, but we have trained for like three to four months beforehand. So we all became friends and went out to brunches and everything together. So now we know each other. We text each other all the time. Like I actually consider my coworkers friends and it's actually cool to work there because you know, you know, you, you usually don't like your coworkers, let's be honest. Right. But I actually work at a place now that I do and it's, it's a better environment for me. I'm more happy going there. Right, right, right. And just okay. to piggyback yeah. uh, like really if quickly. You can tie it to all, yeah. all, all for that. Mm -hmm. Um I worked in corporate America uh, all my life really. Um, until I decided to become an entrepreneur. And the reality, I learned so much from corporate America. Yeah. I learned so much from my directors and managers um, that you have to be personable. 
right? You don't have to bring your personal issues to work, but you have to have some type of compassion. Um, and your employees feel that. And I learned that, you know, I learned that when I sit down with a brand, um, with this particular brand, that compassion that I learned in corporate America, I take it to that table. Like, I don't have to always be in your shoes to understand that you want to get your brand, you know, like how you want to get your brand off of the ground. Or even if you're, let's say I come in midway to your brand and you got it to a certain point and I'm helping you to take it to the next level, I don't have to be in your shoes. But that compassion comes in, like, I understand you. And I really, really, really listen to my clients. That's yeah. the thing. A lot of, a lot, let's face it, a lot, a lot of brand strategists come in and they just, like, look at the numbers, look at the sheet on the paper, and they're, like, they're not listening. Okay? It's, a, it's about a dollar for them. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm not saying all. But I need to buy into you. Right. I need to be passionate about you. Right. That way, I can give you the best results possible. Because I have a standard for myself. And I don't take all clients. Yeah. If I don't buy into you, I'm not taking I'm not. I'm not going to work with you. The re- mm-hmm. But I can work with you. I can take the check. You know? Yeah. But I have a standard for myself. And that compassion, I like... I just want to help human beings at the end yeah. of the day, you know? And I want you to feel good about yourself and right. about your brand. So I buy into, I, I only work with the people that I buy into. Right. That's well said. I mean, you know, there's some people like myself who have anxiety about self-disclosure. Like I'm real careful about how much of myself I disclose, but mm-hmm. I think that understanding that is absolutely important to develop personal relationship but having guidelines you know like what shari said you know like the birthdays and the anniversary like Mm -hmm. you know where someone knows that you care but you don't you're not necessarily divulging like your upbringing or like any you know traumatic you know what i'm saying like how much of yourself are you willing to share Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely important to cultivate um you know personal relationships with people within the workspace and also people that you hope to work with as an entrepreneur as well because people you know like to look out for people that they like you Mm -hmm. know so when those promotion (laughs) opportunities come up it's like they'll think of you um okay well as we know this is a heavy topic that there's so much there's so many places that we can go and i feel like we can talk about this forever but i feel really passionate about this so i hope that i've done a good job of just like Mm -hmm. guiding the conversation but Mm -hmm. i do want you each to do a spill on just talking to mostly the youth because that's who I'm really passionate about to help Mm -hmm. them to help guide them because a lot of our youth are out here lost they're not really thinking or planning properly for their future um and if we can just if you each can take turns I'm gonna Mm -hmm. have you Reese go first and then Shari you wrap up and then I'll give my final thought but just basically advice to people that are looking to plan their future um, whether it's entrepreneurship is their path or corporate America so you Reese go ahead um I will give the advice as first find find a mentor. Find a, someone that you trust. Find someone um, that you value their opinion. And okay, um, um, that you value their opinion because 
at the end of the day, we're all human and we don't know it all. We don't have it all figured out. Um, one thing that I did, I um, my first job um, working with the, with my first corporate, big corporate job working with the Marriott, um, I had a mentor, his name was George McNeil. He is considered an iron chef, one of his degree in the world. And I used to pick his brain every single time that I got the chance to pick his brain. Mm -hmm. um, and he gave me so many gems. Um, and he was, let's, be, let's face it, people of that stature typically don't want to help people, you know? Right. But he, I, I, I was fortunate enough that he wanted to help me. And I thought the questions that I had were stupid. Right. There are no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, you just genuinely don't know. What you do with the information that you get is vital yeah. to the next part of your career. So I say ask a lot of questions. Um, take the time out and try something do new because a lot of people are living in a world where they're very lost, mm -hmm. but they are afraid to, to try new things. Learn. If you try something new and you don't like it and you fail at it, it's fine. But you you learn something and you're able to get over the fear of trying something else. You know, I wanted to move just a little inside. I really wanted to move to um to Atlanta, Georgia. I had no family really in Atlanta, Georgia, and I loved Atlanta, Georgia, and I took a leap of faith with my son and moved there. I, I live in California now, and I took a leap of faith and moving to California. But I didn't know that I could do it unless I try to do it. So take that leap of faith, you know, um, and plan, plan, plan. Um, the discipline comes with time. The discipline comes with experience because you have to have to kind of be in the shit so to say, yeah. in order to get out of it, value it. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's my advice to like find a mentor that you value their opinion, ask a lot of questions, do a lot of research and be fearless, be absolutely fearless because you don't regret what you try, yeah. you know? Even if you failed at it, you don't you regret learn what you try you learn from every experience so mm -hmm. that's my advice thank you girl thank you girl oh, yes. <laughs> um can see if you can hear shari shari you still there on skype as well i'm still here i'm trying to hop back on skype now okay let me know when you're on she says she's hopping on just because that's the only way I'm going to get this audio. I'm not going to lie. She's going to have to teach me how she moved to California <laughs> at the will of God because Reese? I've been, yes, I've been trying to, I've been oh. to joke way too long. Like, I want to move so bad, but you I want to move to Cali. I just want to move somewhere. At first, I wanted to move to Atlanta as well, but, mm -hmm. you know, that dream faded. <laughs> Because it's just overpopulated now. I feel like the traffic is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the then you have to learn how to drive first. And I don't even have a permit, so. Well, <laughs> California needs to drive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very overpopulated. Mm -hmm. The traffic is like I don't know one of the number one worst answer. traffic in, in the U.S. 
right? Um, it's Atlanta, it's um, San Francisco, it's um, LA, and then it's like um, New York City. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> damn, shy. it's not letting me answer, but I'm gonna call you. Um, but okay, what's the worst that can happen? You go broke and homeless and sleep on word. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do you have to get to that point of going being homeless? Um, no. Do I you see my request? I mean, but if you were to like really be broken homeless, you have no family out there. No, so who do you call So I'll deal with the job already. So, uh, Atlanta, I went out there with a, with okay. a job. Okay. Um, I did solidify my job and. That's because I, I'm anal like that. But you don't have to. You know, you don't Try have to. Try calling me again. I say, what the, wor the worst that can happen, it doesn't work out for you. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing, you're, if you're getting to the point where yeah, it's not home. working out, you can always come back home. That's true. It's a flight. Okay, it's working. Yeah. It's loading you know, now. It's, 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 it's a flight. It's not really, it's, and it's a cheap flight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so, Planning is what you got to put into effect. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing that your plan that you put into effect is not working, you could shift gears a little and you could try something, do, try something new. Mm -hmm. If you realize that this is not working at all for me, you got to come home. That's you could come home. Try, and then try you one reset. more time. I'm so sorry. You could reset. But That's the okay. worst case scenario is that... You we can come home. If you have a home to go to. Yeah. Everybody is okay, different. Some people don't have anyone. Exactly. So they have to really Perfect. think this through, exactly. you know, fully. But if you have a home and you have, like, friends and family that you can oh, come yeah. back to and lay, in a, okay. lay on their couch and rethink when you when you come Dang. back. And then after, okay, we got Shari back. But I'm so mad because my phone definitely died, which means Aww. that whole vibe got deleted so annoying but it's okay all right oh my blush on right um so shari's here i don't know did you did you get a chance to see when i asked um your final thoughts on um and and you look so good now the thing looks normal <laughs> and it, i'm so upset but you can hear me okay right yeah i can hear you, you say something shari can you hear me Damn it. Okay, it's fine. Um, but yeah, if you can just give us your final thoughts, you know, you know the reason I do this. I'm really passionate about young people just helping kind of help guide their, you know, their whole decision making process as far as planning their future. And um, this conversation is a long one that we can have for a long time. But if you can just give your one word of advice that you would give to like a 16 year old self that is kind of trying to figure out what they want to do in the future, how they should plan for their future. Um, so what are the most important things that they should start to consider pretty early? Yeah, so yeah. I would say the most important thing is to always be consistent. Um, once you figure out what you want to do, set your goals and be consistent about it. I think the other ladies 
summed it up really well by saying you have to continue to press toward the mark. You can't jump ship too fast. In corporate America, once you are in a position, you know, work hard and work hard is not just doing what they hire you to do. You have to go above and beyond. You have to say, you know, when they hire me for the first, you know, six months, I will arrive 30 minutes earlier. Um, they always say you want to work like the position that you are trying to get met. So when I was in events coordinator, I, you know, act as if I was a manager, never stepping on my manager's toes, but always making sure that I did my job and then I sought opportunities to help her with things that she needed to work on. Um, I was always asking questions and, and you know, staying late and coming in early. Um, and then ultimately, once I became a manager, I did the same thing with my director. Um, I started asking them questions. I, you know, put in my mind that I was going to be a director of sales. And I started doing things like that, of sitting in on directors meetings so I could see what they talked about, what their conversation was. I even started dressing differently. You know, if you're a coordinator, it's more of a casual, you know, business casual look, but I wore suits to work every day because that's the next position that I wanted. Um, so what I would say to young people is you have to be consistent about it. Um, if you're going to be at work, if you're going to be, if you're going to work there, you know, make sure you're on time, uh, make sure you're always learning, make sure you're always asking questions and, and, and really set those goals for yourself. You say, hey, for the first year, I'm going to do this. If it's sales, you know that you're going to have to produce these numbers in one calendar year and make sure you do that plus 10% over. So when you are trying to get a promotion or a raise, you have, you know, some data to, to back yourself up. So I would say for young people, you know, don't just do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. um, you always have to go above and beyond. Even if they are not paying you for that specific job role, you have to think down the road. You have to think about the job that you want. So if that requires you to take on five or 10 extra tasks that is not normally in your job description, you're just going to have to do that because you're setting yourself up for your next blessing, for your next position. So you definitely want to just go in there with a mindset that you are going to do better than everybody else. Right. Word. Right. Word. Amen okay. Amen. I'm not even caring about angles to them listening. Oh, the, uh, right. Like, true. I was like, oh my God. Oh, Tati said she could listen to you talk all day. She's a young one. She's my little um, 24, cutie. 24, try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but again, Shari, I appreciate you so much. Reese, I appreciate you, you know, you. to our listeners. Thank you so much for your time. We hope you got something out of this. Um, you know, my advice for, for young people would just be ask for help. You know, when people give you their time, don't waste their time. You know, listen and actually do what they say. Humble yourself, you know, because people's time is the most valuable right. asset. They don't have to give it to you. Right. And, um, you know, just ask questions. It's okay. Like, you, you gonna, like, life is very short. So that person that you're so scared to approach, you know, just approach them. But do your research before you approach them. Mm -hmm. And um, and when they do give you their time, please listen to what they say and actually right. do it and show them that you're worth their right. time investment. Right. So, um, again, this is adulting. Thank you to my guest, Reese. Thank you to my guest, my Thank girl, you. Shari. She's one of my oldest friends. Appreciate you. I'm proud of you. As usual, you look beautiful. So, thank you, girl. Thank you. All right. Have a good one.